Welcome back, Friday Night Friends, to today's episode of Scary Movie Fright Night. Um, this is going to be a handsy episode. It's going to be super hands-on. Uh, so as we get started, just reach out your hand, place it in mine, and talk to me. I let you in. This is Scary Movie Fright Night, a podcast about two guys who just watch scary movies. <gasps> I'm Chris, and I love scary movies. And I'm Sam, and I hate scary movies. My body just showed Give me the heebie <laughs> No, don't. All you have to do is stay inside in your bed, and then you won't get murdered. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now you have that recorded. So this week, we watched another A24 movie. And Sam, uh, Sam dressed up for the occasion. Can I show you, you tell everyone? what I'm wearing? Okay, yeah. if you're watching, you can see this. Otherwise, I'll have to describe it to you. It's my A24 so he, sweatshirt. I'm actually a little bit jealous. Why didn't I get... First of all, I, I was going to buy you a Freddy Krueger sweatshirt for Christmas. This was a Christmas but, gift. Yeah. Well, a, Chris, a Freddy Krueger sweater would be better. But um, again, for those of you that can't see, it's A24 spelled out with letters like A, you know, space, T-W-E-N-T-Y for um but for those that know the logo it's the letter a with the numbers 24 so this is embarrassing but you know who do i go to impress the first time i saw <laughs> sam wear it i was like what is a 24 <laughs> and yeah it's fine it didn't I, click i'm not very smart your wife had it to point click. out it didn't click it's it's a24 like a24 it's like studio a24 but they're they're yeah, like online only, only one of our favorite studios their online store um has really cool merch like it's not just like t-shirts and hats but they also have like um scripts like the the um what's the term for like a script it's the a script manuscript the script manuscript the script the script whatever the, the right term is transcript the script they have they have the scripts from many of their movies but like published in a really nice book form with like also like oh so like the full like yeah okay interesting yeah, so yeah, like yeah. character what they said like literally like a script yes 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 and along with oh, some like cool. f- photography from like the making of the film so those look really nice and oh. they other little things like uh there's an incense burner but it's it's like the um ritual building from midsommar <laughs> Yeah. That gets burnt down. Yeah. What color is that building? In my mind, it's yellow? orange. Is it red? Orange? Yellow. yellow? Maybe it's yellow. I just know. I can see it in my mind. I just don't remember what color it is. Yeah. I think it's yellow. Yeah. They just I'll have really cool little creative things in their store. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I might Check need to buy some A24 merch, uh, especially after today's episode. Yeah. Um, Man. I we Lots to talk about today. Oh, so much to talk uh, about. All I have to say is, oh, man, this movie was good. You loved um, it? I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it. I, I actually like, you know, if everyone's listening in order, there's been a couple movies that the Sam's, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, this movie was fine. And he's like, this movie was garbage. And I'm like, oh, this movie was funny. And you're like, oh man, it scared me. And I'm like, I really hope that Sam liked this movie because <laughs> there's a lot, because there's a lot to talk about. Wait, um, can I ask you, I know we're going to do the plot review. We're going to tell you who was in sure, the movie, sure. all that. But I really want to yeah. know before we do anything, before I give you any hints, mm-hmm. how do you okay. think I would rate this movie on the scary scale? Oh, you want to just jump to the end? Yeah, I really okay. do. <laughs> so I, I could probably give a better assessment after we discuss it. Well, right? of course. But based on what I know, <sighs> I mean, there's some true life parallels in this movie that is the foundation of it. Um, that both I saw in the movie and that I found in, in a little bit of reading, gotten a little bit of a rabbit, Reddit rabbit hole. Um, 
I'll tell you, I gave it like a seven, probably. Okay, all right. Because there were parts that like that that disturbed me to the point that I paused it and rewound it, and we'll talk about it. But, um, man, I feel like you probably. I don't. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> say that you gave it a a seven, also. Oh, just the same. Just that we're just. On the same wavelength, thinking the exact same. Yeah, yeah. But we're you're par- thinking we're locked in on the high end for sure. On the on the high end, sure, sure. Okay. And I don't even know seven might be too high for me. I didn't compare it to any other movies, but in the moment afterwards, I was like, and maybe it's yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't compare it to any others, but maybe it, we'll say a six or a seven. Okay. And I, I swear to God, if you say a two, then, then it's over. <laughs> no, I I definitely would not give it a two. Uh, do you want me to tell okay. you my number now? No, let's talk about it. We'll talk okay. about it later. We'll talk about it later. Okay, okay. First, let's recap it for the folks. So so to, to tell you who was in it and who did the things with the movie, uh, Talk to Me came out in 2022, right? So pretty recent. Uh, directed by Danny Philippou and Michael Philippou, or Philippo. Uh, written by Danny Philippou, uh, Bill Hinsman, and Daly Pearson. Starring Ari McCarthy, uh, Hamish Phillips, and Kit Earhart Bruce. IMDb gave it a 7.1 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes, surprise, surprise, gave it a 94% and an 82% uh, audience score. Um, so, yeah. So, for those of you that haven't seen it, Sam, why don't you give them the quick rundown? Okay. Of this movie. So, here's what happened in this movie. So, the story centers around Mia and her close friends, Jade and Riley, brother and sister. Mia has lost her mother in recent years and so in an apparent suicide. And so she's dealing with the grief of losing her mother, which is really important, uh, central to the story. Um, and there's this, they're seeing on social media, Mia and her friend Riley, uh, that there's something happening like at their high school where kids are getting possessed. So they go to investigate what's going on and they go to one of these parties and there's this, this uh, plaster hand. And they, they participate in this ritual where they light a candle, they hold the hand, they say the words, talk to me, and then they can see spirits. <laughs> uh, then they ask, this, they invite the spirits to come into their bodies. They get possessed for 90 seconds, no more. And what's kind of freaky about it is for them, it's like a game. Like they get, they, it's almost, they experience it almost like a high. Unfortunately, the Jade's younger brother, Riley, wants to, try this ritual and they agree to let him do it for a short time period but when he's doing it Mia thinks that uh, her mother has possessed Riley and she has an opportunity to talk to her mother so they end up going more more time than they intended and he ends up getting like super fucked up he, he like self harms and, and, and is possessed by this demon to the point where they're like oh my gosh he's, he's stuck like this forever long story short Mia ends up seeing images of her mother um, in different places. She ends up kind of being driven crazy by her experience with this hand. We could probably debate the science of it later. Um, but she ends up being, the the spirits convince her that the only way to free Riley from his possession is to put him out of his misery, aka end his life. He's in the hospital because of what happened to him when he was going through this ritual. She convinces Jade to leave the hospital. She convinces Riley's mother to leave the room. She ends up kidnapping Riley from the hospital, wheeling him um, down towards a highway with, we're thinking she's going to like toss him into the road to be hit by a car. Well, Jade finds her just in time. We're not entirely sure. I don't know. You can tell me what you, what you saw, Chris, but I'm not entirely sure how this happened, what happened. 
Mia ends up, we see her in the middle of the highway. She's been hit by a car. She is dead. The final scene of the movie is her seeing a candle being lit in the distance. Uh, She sees a hand reaching out towards her, and she's now realizing that she is the spirit that someone is asking to commune with her and being invited into their life. End of movie. It was crazy. (laughs) It was crazy. So, so you mentioned, and I'm just jumping right in, yeah. right? Cause, uh, so you mentioned the part at the end and you said, what happened? Did you, what, when you said you weren't sure exactly what happened when she had the wheelchair? I don't know how she got in the street. Did she throw herself in uh, the so street? Did Jade throw her did. in the street? So the key is, the key is, is she was there. And in that moment, her mom says to her, we know it's not her mom. First of all, rule number one. Evil spirits are always evil tricksters. Haven't you seen the exorcist? Them in. Don't well, and don't think they're your mom. Step one: it's not your mom. It's an evil spirit. They're always going to trick you. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. But uh, so early on, right? Uh, early on in the movie, uh, they talk about how if someone dies, then they have your soul forever. And so the last thing her mom says to her before we see her in the street and hear the car crash is. Um, you know, her mom saying this is the only way to save him, et cetera. She's like feeding this like craziness in her brain. And then she says, her mom says her mom, quote unquote, yeah. will have him forever. And then you see the, the a change on her face because that, that saying will have him forever was the moment she realized this isn't my mom. So then she throws herself in the street to like end it. Oh. To end. Yeah. We so see her take moment, her hands off the wheelchair. So I assumed she had like yeah. a change of heart. She was starting to achieve yeah. some clarity, but I wasn't sure how she got into the highway. Was it self-inflicted yeah. it was, or was it, there, she pushed? Yeah, it was the phrase. It was the phrase that gave her a little bit of clarity. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, she did the like, I mean, and honestly, her character arc went pretty dark. She becomes the villain partway through as far as like the person that's you know harm like out out to harm this kid uh vicariously the you know the demons are torturing her into thinking that's the only way to to save him um so in that moment she she experiences a little bit of it's honestly i hadn't thought about this but it's like the end of the exorcist in a way in a way when the father takes the spirit into himself and then in that moment and then the spirit takes over and then he is just strong enough to just throw himself Oh yeah, out the window yeah, and down yeah, the yeah, stairs, yeah. and so this is how we similarly, get rid of the demon. It's just I have to end myself. Okay, yeah, yeah, because she has she's so influenced at this point that in that moment of clarity, another moment later she could have been re-influenced and pushed him. So mm-hmm. in that moment of clarity, mm-hmm. she's like, "Holy shit!" And she throws herself in the street. They try to do a little bit of trickery where she gets up and walks around, but I don't know about you. I was like, "Oh, she did." Yeah, she's not. She's well. She's, I think that was her now, like on the other side, right? Because then it she's was. Like, no, no, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was. Did you realize right away oh, oh, that oh, she got trickery up, like, that we were maybe going to think that? Oh, she survived. That's yeah. true. I did think that actually. I was like, oh, I, she's I, okay. was like, <laughs> I was like, she's dead. I was like, she's dead. well, no, she's something dead. I didn't understand uh, is that she. They had this like ninety second rule where they were like, as right. long as you get off the hand and blow out the candle within 90 seconds, whatever came in is right. out and you're okay. She True. never, she, uh, Mia never went beyond the 90 seconds, apparently. No, she did. The first time, uh, because they couldn't get the hand off of her. Oh. When she did it, when she did it, the hand wouldn't let go during yeah. one of her possessions. Yeah. And it stayed beyond 90 seconds. 
Um, so this whole time, that like ongoing conflict with her thinking that she was seeing her mother, and then when she was sucking the guy's toes, yeah, all of that was because the thing was still inside of her. Something was still with her. Um, and I do think that that's one of the plot areas that's a little bit vague. Yeah. Because also the 90 second rule was made by these dumb kids who got the hand off of someone mm. who we saw in the opening scene who you didn't mention it. Right. But like the the opening scene where the kid uh, is trying to, the guy's trying to get his brother out and then his brother stabs him and stabs himself in the face. Yeah. And like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, welcome to a 24. Um, but, but, uh, and then they get the hand off of him. And so like these kids are already stupid. Uh, and and putting people's lives in danger when this guy obviously just died and they're just like, well, we'll just do this thing. So that 90 second rule arbitrarily made up and they're like, OK, well, they so they set that barrier. But I think that the way that they get around the plot hole is is by saying, well, you know, well, she it definitely held on to her. Now, I, I would say maybe and I'm really making this up. I didn't didn't read this anywhere, but maybe because of her state of despair. Um, and I have a, a little bit to talk about, about like, the you know, the the hand in hand when it comes to despair and horror. <laughs> and I think that a 24 taps into despair and horror because I think that they're, you know, you can roll from one to the other very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a lot of like but, emotional drama in this. Yeah. And I think she was never in a level headed state of mind. So she may have been more receptive than the average teenager. Her mom committed suicide. She was distraught potentially like potential drug use addict issues. And, and in that moment she's going, she's, she's, she's like addicted to this feeling. Um, and so maybe she was more receptive to it. And also, and also she had it on her hand for more than 90 seconds. They don't really revisit how long it was on her hand. Yeah. Um, but, oh, but yeah, I just had some like light bulbs going off in my head as you were saying that, because you said she had yeah. this like, addictive draw to the hand she like she mm -hmm. said it felt amazing she described the feeling of it and she was like it felt amazing which clearly was not the yep. case for everybody some people did it and then they were like fuck no don't want to do that again that that was i hated yeah. that so she's drawn to it she also at the end of the movie you know as a mechanism to apparently to protect herself or protect her friends mm -hmm. she throws herself into the highway so right th she kills herself there were hints that maybe her mother had some addiction issues because she took too much of something and that's, but also it was a suicide. I don't know. Right, right, I'm right. just having light bulbs go off the connection between her and her mother. So, so I didn't necessarily make the connection for, between her and her mom, which is interesting. Yeah. I guess that I would have to go back and watch it. Um, it's hard to say because, but her mom, the truth that we find out is that her mom legitimately had a depression issue mm -hmm. um, and that she purposefully killed herself, right? Um, by taking too many sleeping pills. Now that we don't find that out till later, although pretty early on, I was like, that sounds like a weird, a weird accidental thing that was kind of that her, we find out her dad kind of made up to try to like ease the pain, but the, but the addiction thing though, and that's what I found. Um, and that's what honestly, I read a little bit about this online, but, the uh, like addictions kind of the through point of the story. Mm -hmm. So while you say some people didn't like it, well, when they're doing the party, mm -hmm. when the next person gets on and then they're showing it and they're repeatedly doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and even Mia, she says, talk to me. She's freaked out by what she sa sees. And then she says, you know, I let you in. She goes through that experience. And afterwards she's like, Oh my God, it felt amazing. Mm -hmm. So it's like this scary experience, mm -hmm. but they're doing it for the rush. Yes. Like the kids are doing it for the rush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, 
And so it's like, it's scary. It's dangerous, right? Yeah. Drugs. It's scary. It's dangerous. But but we're doing it for the rush. But she, um, and this will kind of go into the to, to something I looked up, but she is, she's already kind of like her mom committed suicide. She hasn't been level-headed since. Um, they they hint at stuff about when she smoked weed. And she's like, oh, I only did it once. And, you know, there's hints that she was doing other drugs and may have had a drug issue. She talks about wanting to go to the party because it was it was her mom's death anniversary, which is not a real term, I don't think. But she was looking for anything to take her out of reality. Right. Hmm. She's looking for anything to just like make her numb. Um, did you catch at the beginning of the movie? She's sneezing a lot. And she was she she sneezed oh, yeah. like two or yeah, three yeah, times. Yeah. I wrote it down and I was like, it seems like a random thing. Hmm. And then it never comes back to it. Um, what do you think that I'm, was? So someone can fact check me on this, but I pulled this up on Reddit about what people were saying. And one user said several substance, substances when ceased after regular and prolonged use can cause withdrawal symptoms similar to cold due to how they interact in the body's central nervous system. Common oh. symptoms include aches, fevers, chills, sniffles, sneezy, runny nose, runny nose. And that was this. So this was a Reddit article about this movie. So it was like small hints that maybe she already had a drug use issue problem as she was trying to continually numb herself from this tragedy that was her mom mm. and her mom's death. Um, you know, she numbed herself. She she didn't connect with her father a year later. Like mm -hmm. she didn't talk to her father. And so yeah, it yeah. seemed like she was trying to find those things. So she already was. So she found this. Other, and so she couldn't quit. I actually talked to someone at work today. Randomly, they were like, I just watched Talk to Me. And I was like, that's weird. Because um, so did I. Uh, and and they were like, why didn't she just stop? Because they say, yeah. well, if you stop using it, the spirits go away, which is what saves Riley in the end, right? Finally, I mean, he's been away from it long enough. He starts to wake up. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't stop. She was addicted. Every solution to her, mm -hmm. the only solution mm -hmm. was to do it again. Let's try one more thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's, 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 let me do it one more time and let me try this thing. Let me do it one more time and... And so her addiction got the best of her. She was unable to stop. Mm. And so she, so the only way to stop was to kill herself. That, oh, wow. See, I didn't, I mean, I, I saw that, but I didn't quite connect the dots in that way. What scared me, yeah. what I did find, like truly kind of horrifying about the movie is the way that this group of teenagers knows that this thing is dangerous and has potential consequences yep. Because they got it from someone who, like you said, there was a prior episode where someone ends up <laughs> yeah. killing himself and seriously injuring somebody else, his brother. So they know mm -hmm. this thing is dangerous, but they're doing it, yeah. you know, and they're like, they're laughing. They're like, I mean, there's that montage where they're all mm -hmm. like, it's like taking hits over and over and over. And actually, yeah. I thought the music yeah. that they chose for this was like a really fun track. And like, it was a viral audio on like TikTok and Instagram a couple months ago. I don't remember what it was. I'll have to, yeah. I'll actually, I bet I can find it and play it for you real quick. Um, because I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, this is fun audio. <laughs> so there's this feeling of like, oh, we're having a good time. We're doing this thing. It's like dangerous. But that's what I thought was so scary is because back yeah. in my mind, I'm like, you guys, like, you, some someone's gonna get fucked up. Like, you're just yep. you're willfully ignorant, and this just feels so stupid. And that's what makes it so scary. But but also, it's what makes it also parallel young teenagers doing crazy drugs just for the feeling, right? Like, yeah. like I'm just gonna do this. We're gonna pass. I mean, you know, like 
parties where there's just bowls of pills and they just pass it around and they pop it just and see what they one. feel. Yeah, and, yeah. And and I don't know what I don't know what that looks like in today's day and age, right? Because I'm pretty far removed from teenage years. But I think back to what people did in my youth and even past my youth, and I didn't take place in most of that. Thank goodness I joined the Navy at like 18. Um, but you know what I mean. But but kids do it all the time. They yeah. do dangerous, silly stuff. The brain's atrophied until your mid 20s or whatever. Decision making skills. And, yeah. and so it's it's very representative of a party that go, gets out of hand and people taking stuff that you know, may or may not be laced with something else that they don't know where it comes from. Yeah. And so then they're just, it's like, and it's fun until it's not that I think you see the arc through the, through the movie where you're like, Oh my God, this is crazy, but it's funny. We're like laughing at people as they're like getting choked by this demon. Ha ha. And then it's like, but then it becomes a fucking problem. Excuse my language. And then for Mia, (laughs) I think that's really cool how you, you put it. It's like other people are like, no, we're done with this. We're walking away from it. She cannot every she cannot it's just like the mind of an addict like how do i solve this yeah. problem let's try it again let's what if what if we just just what if we try and One blow out time. the candle and do it this way yeah and it's like no yeah. no you have to stop but she can't she's addicted to it yeah but i have to tell you i found this audio okay it's actually from the movie i thought that they borrowed it from like tiktok or instagram i think tiktok and instagram borrowed it from this movie see if you see yeah. if you remember this Can you hear oh it? yeah i didn't know that yeah Yeah, and then it goes on and on. Uh, yeah. It's fun. But yeah, it was it was very playful, like circusy, yes. but dark. Like there was deep, and yeah, yeah. yeah it's it was, like, um, oh, I almost want to try this. Wait, no, I don't. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I definitely didn't think that, but but it, but you're right. It kind of sucks you into the moment. Yeah, I'm like, well, I was I was watching it like uh, they're just they're stupid. Yeah, but anyway, it was it was interesting. It was definitely an interesting way to show like the teenage problem like of them all just being dumb young people. And then there's peer pressure involved, right? People who don't want to do it, let's pressure them into it. Um, you know, it, it, it helped because they had like, uh, Haley, the, the mean girl kind of bully like yeah. character. Who's like, Oh, I don't really like these people. And then, but then she ends up being more rational later on, even like, she's like, kind of just like, let's this, we're just cutting this out. Yeah. Just burn that, burn that shit yeah. when you're done. Yeah. Um, but then me, Mia's just like, uh, do you think they you gave me the hand or did Mia take it from them? Oh, so so she ended up with it. That's a good question. Um, in the scene that we have not talked about yet, which I would definitely want to talk about because that scene was the most impactful scene of the movie to me, uh, the scene with Riley. But mm. after that, like blood's everywhere. They're calling ambulances. They're doing stuff. They're probably cleaning up. Maybe she just stashed it in her bag to take it or maybe in all the panic, she just like shoved it in a bag. Um, I feel like you can kind of go either way with it. I think mm. in the moment, I just assumed that you know they were like hide that do that you know get yeah. rid of it or whatever and and she had it but it's a good point but she that maybe in that it. situation she stashed it uh, i will say although she wanted to keep trying things again because of her addiction to the to the experience i immediately thought did they blow out that candle <laughs> so when they revisited oh, it i yeah, was like yeah. yeah um obviously that didn't work but I did in the moment think, mm, I don't think it blew up. I that wonder cannon. if it had worked if he had been able to say it when they were trying to do that. Okay, so for listeners, mm-hmm. they okay. So Riley has been possessed, right? He did the whole thing yeah. for more than ninety seconds. He yeah. then had this crazy. I know you want to talk about the scene because it was pretty violent, and actually that was all. It was pretty shocking. I was like, oh, this is. It was this shocking. scares me, right? It's, it's a lot of like head banging against the wall, blood. He's trying to yeah. rip his own eyeball out. Um, yeah. So he's in the hospital with like a fucked up face. And um, they were like, maybe 
maybe the problem is that he's still possessed. And and we know that if we, at the end of the ceremony, you're supposed to blow the candle out and that like ends the mm-hmm. possession. So maybe if we restart the ceremony with a lit candle, blow out the candle, then that will solve this problem. So they're doing this the in the hospital. Yeah. But the thing is, he, I feel like to start the ceremony, I thought that the person touching the hand had to say the words and it's like, he can't talk. Yeah. So how are they going to restart yeah, the ceremony? Can't. Yeah, he's already broken the connection from the hand. Yeah, it's, it, it was, there's flaw in the logic. Um, I mean, it wasn't the worst idea, uh, but, but to, to think that that might work, it was like, well, that was a good shot. Yeah. Um, so to talk about this scene, right? I looked at that scene. And so we've kind of been re revisiting each episode. Uh, you know, this whole Stephen King, the, the horror, the terror and the gross out. I looked at that scene, like the perfect trifecta of the three. <gasps> oh yeah. Um, that scene, like, here's the thing. Scary movies don't really impact me a lot, right? We know that. Paranormal activity had us on the edge of the seat. You turn the movie off. I'm kind of creeped out. I'm like, ah, shit, there's ghosts. I'm going to die. Um, but, but movies don't really impact me a lot and have me just kind of like, you know, like what, whatever that feeling is, like on the edge of my seat, uncomfortable, shocking. Like, and, but that scene, and, and so when I find a scene like that, even though it was so disturbing, and maybe this makes me a freak, but I'm like, I need to rewind that and watch it again. When I find something that just like captures me so much so, I'm like, let me watch it again. I I don't really know why, but I did that that with that scene. I did. Yeah. And so, of course, like he's possessed. He uh, and this came up with my discussion with with the person at work um, because immediately like the trickster demon spirit starts talking like Mia's mom and makes her thinks it's her. So in that moment, she's like, no, no, wait, don't don't blow it out. It's my mom. And the person I work with was like, she's only thinking about herself. And I'm like, this woman, she is not level-headed. She is not in that moment. She's not really thinking. She's just like, oh my God, it's my mom. She's not thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. Honestly, she really wasn't thinking clearly most of the movie, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, she thinks it's her mom. And then, then he starts bashing his head on the table. His chair is then flung against the wall. It turns, the way it just turns on its own, very strategically mm-hmm. and then his head bangs against the thing again and the sister saves him by putting her hand in the way um and he's laughing and it's like blood everywhere and he like even touches his eyeball and almost rips oh. his own eyeball out yeah Ugh. so all that to say uh gross out obviously there's blood it's it's shocking the head banging the blood the gore the touching the eyeball that's the gross out matched done horror we see this happening We see his chair flying against the wall. We see him banging his head. We see all this. And that is the horror. And the terror is the fact that it's all being done by something we can't see. And by something possessing this kid. And that he's inside there somewhere. Like having to endure this. Well, and I think too, the context of like the build up to this of like, he's the younger brother under the protection of his older sister and his friend who's like his sister's age. The sister has yep. like left the room and he was like, oh, please let me just, I mean, it's literally like, oh, let me just have like one beer or let me just have one cigarette or let yeah. me just, there was that whole cigarette scene I completely forgot about. Or, um, oh yeah, let me just have like one hit of whatever you're taking. Right. And they're like, yep. okay, fine. Yep. Just one. And then it turns out that the one thing that he takes is a thing that's like laced or whatever it is that, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a hardcore drug user, so I don't know the right terminology here. Um, but like the context of all of that, and it's like, this yeah. is like a, what is he, 10, 11 years old? And knowing that he's the young Something, one in the yeah. group and he's getting the most fucked up is just like, 
ah, like, and that's what made it so disturbing, right? Like you could have seen any of the adults have that happen, but like you said, he's the innocent kid who just wants to be part of the group. He just wants to try the thing. He looks around him. He sees all the bad influence surrounding him and just wants to be part of the group. And then Mia, who's not super level-headed, is just like, okay. Well, and she tries to even be a little bit level-headed. I'll give her a little credit in that she's like, okay, maybe 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, 30 seconds max. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, in and out of there. But, but, you know, like, she at least tried to negotiate uh, and whatever. But then he ends up getting just, it was shocking. Um, it was not enjoyable to watch, but it was, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, as soon as she starts talking to her mom, I'm like, no. No, no, this is going to go bad. That's not your mom. Um, and then it turned into, holy fuck, is what I wrote down. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it was just, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and and there were there were you know there were other scenes that were that were shocking and like the the flash through of when she's talking to the spirit that lets her in in the hospital. Um, oh, the little girl, and then she sees the little hell, girl. Apparently, is that what it she was? She sees basically what looks like hell. Yes. I think one of those is like like someone eating a baby. I don't know. It looks. It reminded me of the witch. Yeah. I wanted to dig in a little bit and kind of. I, I I didn't take the time like you know a normal sure. movie review YouTube channel or something to like review each scene and go through it. But it was effectively what looked like hell and him being held down. Like yeah. there were some pretty shocking scenes, but that one definitely like that was the most impactful scene to me. I think um, like. What I really like about this movie, what makes it really mm-hmm. terrifying, is that yeah. there was, there wasn't an, there wasn't a ton of like that. I think that was like the big scene, right, with yeah. Riley, but there yeah. wasn't like a ton of those. There wasn't like we didn't see like right. six murders. There wasn't like yeah. an, an, an an exuberant amount of like gore, guts, blood. Um, right, that right. scene felt that it was like the. It was very visceral. The head slamming yeah. on the table really yeah. freaks me out. But they didn't leverage jump scares. They didn't. True. I felt a, an emotional connection to these scenes. When I think about, like, I'm the oldest of four. So if I was at home yeah. alone with my three younger siblings and we were doing okay. something that would cause harm to one of them, that level of harm okay. and then having to tell Got it. my mom or dad, right? Yeah. That okay. fucking scary, right? And that was my question is to try because I'm always going to try to figure out where you draw the personal connection because I know that's it. So I'm, I was trying to think of it like, where did Sam find that connection? But you were thinking of it if it was you and your siblings mm-hmm. and this was a situation. Um, and I think that I think maybe if it had just been possession and not so paralleled to teenage, dumb, young action, you know, like we talked about paralleling, you know, just a party with people being dumb. Had it been like something completely different, maybe you would have had less of a feeling about it. But because it was kind of realistic in that there are things that could that could cause this to happen, maybe you don't believe in possession, but you believe in mm-hmm. teenagers being yes. dumb. And, and yes, and, yeah. that's it. That's it. It's like the context matters. It's not just possession or demons or spirits or ghosts. That's like, oh my god, I'm right. scared. It's like this is the perfect recipe for disaster. And it's something that mm-hmm. feels very like real and palpable and tangible. Even like things like, okay. Oh, they're using their phones all throughout the movie and the way that they're like, Oh, yeah. let's take this. Oh, let's laugh at it rather than like helping yeah. them. Right. right. That just connect. It just, there's it. I just felt connected to reality. Right. Okay. okay. I don't know. I don't know if I'm really like, no, that makes sense. I, I mean, I think I get it. I think I get it. And that's why, 
you know, I'm, I'm walking this path of, because I can sign off and watch this movie that's super scary and not connect it to reality and be like, great movie. Mm. But so, so I'm always, now I'm a little more conscious of like, oh, what's Sam going to think about this one? Um, sooner or later, I'm going to, I'm going to crack the code by season 23. I'm going to have it. I'm going to, I'm going to have it. Um, for all the scary movie haters so, out there. For, well, yeah. Uh, for all the scary movie ha- haters that are also scared by comedies. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> so, just kidding. Um, go watch the menu episode where Sam said that the laughter cost it him is, fear. It's anyway, very scary. Uh, it's sure. Uh, so when you were talking about scary, we were obviously, were ta- I was like, when we were talking about scary movies, that's dumb. That's what we talked about. Uh, but partway through this movie, I thought, yeah. I feel like this is formulaic. Not that I didn't like the movie hmm. because of it, hmm. but I was like, I feel like there's a formula to this and it's not every scary movie, but I was thinking about movies like the ring or there's, I think movies like it follows there's movies of this genre. And I don't know what that genre is. Like it's a certain, certain type of horror movie. But like, mm. there's a certain formula, and I wrote this formula down. But then this movie, I appreciated, diverted from that formula, and even like threw me off a little bit because it was literally kind of mid movie. And so I wrote like right after they went to go talk to the brother of the guy that died at the beginning, I was like, oh, of course they're going back to talk to someone that experienced it before because that's a common trope, right? So I so I paused it. And I'm writing this down, and then I'm like trying to predict what happened, but. Uh, I ended up again being a little bit wrong, but what I wrote down was, I was like, so, so tragic, weird, shocking opening that shows like, we know that some shit goes down yeah. by doing whatever it is that the movie's about story building. We learned what's despairing our character. We're learning about the character, what's going on. And then at some point, bad shit starts to happen and then starts to escalate and bad shit continues to happen. And it's happening more frequently. It's getting out of control. And then we find out someone else has experienced this. So then they go to them for advice. Now, and so mm. I'll stop there. Parallel it to like the ring, because I know you saw that a million years ago, right? So we open up the movie, we get a glimpse into it. Then we find out what's going on. They watch the tape. Then they find out they're going to die. Her, her boyfriend dies or whatever. Then they're like, oh, I found her. Her parents lived on this island or whatever. So then they go to try to learn something. They get some new ideas in their head and they're like, this is how we stop it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then they try that thing and then they think they stopped it. And then they find out they didn't. And then the movie ends with a cliffhanger showing you they actually lost the end. Um, and so there's a formula. And this movie felt like that. As soon as they started going to talk to his brother, I was like, OK, this is the part where they go get advice. Then they're going to try something new. Mm-hmm. They're going to think it worked and then it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. So they did try something new. They went to the hospital. They tried the candle thing. Right. Um, However, then it diverted and completely shifted, right? It shifted. She goes home. She stabs her father in the neck. And then she becomes the villain. And then now now, now it's the, up to the other people to stop her. And then finally, in the end, she stops herself. And then we get that, that end sequence where now she's the ghost. Um, and so it definitely... I appreciated that because I'm always figuring out what's going to happen. And I thought I had this figured out because it just yeah. felt like that same type of movie. Yeah. Um, so I appreciated that they broke the mold a little bit. I read whatever that mold. of. I read in Esquire a little bit about what well, they did a profile of this movie. They also did a profile of the creators of this movie, which I can't wait to tell you all about them. You okay. mentioned them earlier, Michael yeah. and Danny Philippou or Philippa. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. So anyway, okay. but they were the, the writer of this article talked about like, the hand itself 
being a bit of yeah. a red herring. Like we think that's going to be the super scary thing, and it is pretty freaking scary. Right. But really, at the end of the movie, what we learn is like the the thing that is truly horrific is Mia. She becomes like you said, she becomes the villain, and it's not yeah. that she inherently is a bad person. It's just mm-hmm. it's her grief of losing her mother, her addiction. Um, yep. I kind of I, this this may not. I'm going to pitch this as if it's like some. Oh wow! How did you figure that out? Um, but the title of the the movie "Talk to Me" and the thing they say to the hand mm-hmm. "Talk to Me" it's like if you're dealing with grief from losing a family member, mm-hmm. you probably need to build community and f- find some love and support. Maybe you need to go to a therapist. What is a sure. therapist going to say when you sit down and you're lying on the couch and they're like, "Yeah, hey, you have some problems. Talk to me about them." Right. But instead right. of going to friends, family therapy, she's like, right. let's go commune with these spirits. <laughs> um, yeah. And so clearly that choice is leading her down this path, which is you know ultimately yep. turning her into the villain. And like you said, I think that kind of, it's not really a plot twist, but it's like, a, it's a redirection in the movie that I think it's keeps a it fresh and like makes it um, pretty compelling. Yeah, and it, and it's really like, it makes it, I mean... I think we've we've obviously talked about this uh, extensively, but it makes it you know it's her her struggle gets worse and worse, mm-hmm. and it, her addiction, her inability to stop it, gets out of control mm-hmm. uh, to the point where she basically, in her moment of clarity, has to decide um, because she is no longer in control and she won't be able to stop herself. Um, did you catch? Uh, this is out of left field, but did you catch at the end? So she goes through the whole sequence where she gets up from the street. Then she's in the hospital and she sees like the kid leaving. She sees her dad leaving yeah. and she hasn't quite realized it yet. But did you catch the part where she sees like when she realizes she's dead is when she looks in the mirror and like someone else nightmare. walks by a recurring nightmare, or like her nightmare. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was an interesting, I appreciate that. Like that interesting, weird callback to her nightmare from, but yeah, I just thought that was, it was a cool add-on. Yeah, right? they did a nice job of like building and then calling back. Like there was the callback with the kangaroo, like put the kangaroo out of its memory, out of its memory, yep. out of its misery. <laughs> um, which even before they showed it on the screen, I was like, oh, that's why we had the whole kangaroo scene earlier with Mia and Riley, and then of mm-hmm. course they showed us the kangaroo. But yeah, they they they, uh, they yeah. did a pretty nice job with that. The the last really thing I have to say, and I think that this is like everything that we've been talking about is because I got on my Reddit rabbit hole and I found someone mm-hmm. that actually, I think, articulated how I felt about this movie. Uh, and so I just wanted to <laughs> wanted to like put that out. So Charred Frog is the user's name um, said, saw this a few weeks ago and the final scene has been seared in my brain ever since. It genuinely felt like watching someone's synapses fire off all at once. And then boom, Mia's is now part of the game. Even though it's fairly standard possession horror film, which I concur with, right? Pretty standard. Right. Um, I think the movie is really special when it does shit like this and it does it often enough. It's so atmospheric and tense throughout the movie and the imagery is gross and visceral. Same word you use. Yeah. Um, it's not overly gory, but what is there actually stays with you. It like, yeah. it's impactful. Yeah. Um, and then they said, also, Sophia Wilde is fucking amazing and I can't wait to see her in other stuff. Is that Mia? Um, Mia, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mia, Mia, yeah. She just did a, she did a fantastic job. Anyway, amazing. that I felt, I read that, and I was like, well, that's how I felt. Yeah, um, about the movie in general. Totally, uh, totally. I yeah. agree. I had a couple of scenes. I had quite a few moments where I was doing this. 
<laughs> if you can't see me, I like I, I wouldn't close my eyes, but I would like look away and like try and put my yeah. hand in front between myself and the screen because I was like, no, no, that's... oh god, I can't look, and then I would of course have to look, yeah, so I had to funny. know what was going on. But it was just like, yeah. so the guys who made this movie, you you mentioned them earlier, mm-hmm. Michael and Danny Philip Philippu, um, Philippo, Philippo, probably yeah, Google how to pronounce their names. Um, these guys are Philippo. They're twin brothers. They're Australian. Which you'll notice okay. this movie took place in Australia. All the actors were mm-hmm. Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was their first... So they directed the movie, and this was their f- the first like feature film that they directed. They got their start as YouTube creators. They have a YouTube channel. Oh, interesting. Uh, their YouTube channel is called Raka Raka, <laughs> if you've ever heard of it. Um, 6.8 okay. million have people have heard of it and subscribed to it. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I watched a few snippets of their videos. I actually realized I was like, oh wait, I've seen like clips of these that other accounts have like borrowed and reposted on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Some of this stuff was familiar. Mm -hmm. Um, Wikipedia describes their YouTube channel as having horror comedy, surreal comedy, action, satire, psychological horror. Some, some examples Mm -hmm. of some of the video, and this is all relevant, I think to like this, the creation of talk to me. But some examples of the types of content they've created and posted on YouTube. Uh, I saw a recent one that was like Star Wars versus Harry Potter. There was another one that was like Ronald McDonald versus characters from Sesame Street. So it's kind of like a hypothetical, like what if these two universes were to meet and then they had a fight? How would it go? But the fights are like pretty visceral and violent. Now they're funny. They're like, they're comedic, but they're like, they're like Ronald McDonald, like smashes in Big Bird's head and then like rips his head off. <laughs> it's like pretty visceral. I mean, it sounds pretty fun. It's pretty fun. So they have a lot of like special effects and like, like this like raucous comedy type videos. I don't know how they got started uh, with uh, Talk to Me, but Esquire did like a profile on the brothers, just like getting okay. to know their their like history and how they started their YouTube channel and what their inspiration was. Mm-hmm. They started making videos when they were really young, like nine years old. Uh, wow. They, they said, one of the movies that we created that sticks out in their memory is a movie called Evil Flamingo. <laughs> or they say it's a series of movies. They would use their sister's flamingo doll to pretend it was murdering a bunch of people. <laughs> they were okay. like 10, okay. 11 years old. Um, yeah. And they were just learning how to like use practical effects. Okay. So they would like use tomato sauce as blood and like put fake eyes, and then the flamingo would like pull the eyes out. And so they just were learning how to like like like, like flamingos do, right? Like I mean, flamingos pretty... do, or like yeah. demons get people to do when they get possessed and talk to me. Also, also true. Um, but they said that part of their inspiration for Evil Flamingo was Chucky. It's like they wanted to do really? like an evil doll, kill, okay. killer so doll they had situation. like a doll. Yeah. But it's a flamingo doll. But all they had was a flamingo. So they were like, yeah, let's just use, let's just use a flamingo and make our own version of Chucky. That's, that's very creative, actually. I kind of wish I would have done that. Right? Um, Instead, I was taking big pieces of cardboard and trying to see if I could fly, but it didn't work Do out. you have anything in your house that would be your like stand-in for your evil? Oh. I'm looking around. No, I don't see. have enough evil paraphernalia in my house. I feel like I need more. Well, I think I what makes it funny is that it's creepy. not evil. Right? They got, That's like, a good point. Something You're right. Something good that you then make evil. Yeah. Like I had a teddy bear that I bought at the Navy Exchange in Virginia. And it's wearing like a little Navy t-shirt. It's like really cute. Mm-hmm. I was going to give it to one of my cousin's 
kids like 10 years ago and he was born and I never did. And I still have it. So anyway, <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. Um, so evil yeah. flamingo. So that could be your evil, your, your nice evil stuff thing. Exactly. Yeah. Run around Perfect. committing murders yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah, maybe we should make this a you know a side thing. We'll just copy them. We'll be the U.S. version, but much older than they were when they. What's well, anyway? Maybe not. I think what's cool about these guys—they're like thirty-one years old or something. I don't know how old they okay. are, but they're like in their young thirties. They they just started creating when they were kids, and they've just yeah. made all these videos over the years. And here they are directing a film that got picked up at a twenty-four. So they um they they made the film and then. Mm-hmm submitted it to the Sundance Festival in Utah. So okay. that's where it premiered. Um, they, the way it works is Sundance gets like thousands of submissions every year. And then only certain films okay. get selected to actually be shown at the film festival. So at that okay. point, it had already been created. The film had already been made. It was just premiering. And then at the premiere, um, mm. it, that's where it basically gets recognized or it gets like, like studios are like, oh, this is good. We want to buy this film and then we want to distribute it. So that's after that is how A24 purchased okay. Talk to Me. I just had no idea that that's how it worked. Like, like how many films are getting submitted, which is impressive. I don't know what kind of a budget they had, but like this is a Ooh. pretty well produced movie, right? So, so it's um. I wonder if we can it's, find that it's real quick. Pretty, it's pretty impressive that they came out with this and the A24 was like, um, yes, please, we'll take it. The budget was four and a half million. Box office okay. ninety two I mean, million. Yeah, so they made their money. Yeah, they made their money. <laughs> um, yeah. And when I look at, so I'm just on the movies like Wikipedia page. It says production companies mm-hmm. include Screen Australia, South Australian Film Corporation, Adelaide Film Festival, Investment Fund, mm. Headgear Films, Metro Technology, Causeway Films, distributed by Maslow Entertainment, Umbrella Entertainment, Ahi Films. But I don't see anything about A twenty four. Weird. So I don't know where. It's interesting. What? Like, how does yeah? How does how does their where does their involvement plug in? I don't know. Oh, that's that's probably here we go. It became American distributor A twenty four's highest grossing horror film and second highest grossing film overall. So maybe hmm. it just it wasn't wait. Included. It's, it, it said it was A twenty four's second highest grossing film overall. Second highest grossing film overall of all A twenty four movies. That's, yeah kind of crazy yeah which is weird like this movie just came out like a year ago or i don't know something yeah uh, but it came i remember it coming out and adding it to the list but that's interesting i didn't realize and i, I hadn't even looked but it, i didn't realize it did that well i mean it got a great rotten tomato score obviously but yeah i didn't realize it grossed so much well you know but what i guess I, when i see i guess when i saw the preview i mean i wanted to see it and i guess anyone that lives looking for this type of movie is probably th- thought the same thing i just didn't yeah. go see it in theaters because Honestly, I wanted to watch it and talk about it here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we might be seeing the start of a new horror franchise. There is a sequel coming. What? Yeah. Is it called Talk to Us? Is it I'll Talk to You Later? <laughs> talk is to it, You Later. Talk to Me on the Phone? It's Talk to the is Hand. It, ooh, is it? Is it like A Quiet Place and Talk to Me? And it's like Talk to Me in Silent Which language? one? Is it, ooh. Talk to, I knew you'd like that. Is it talk to me quietly? Is it whisper to me? I th- Is it yell to me? Anyway, I'm done. I'm yeah, I think those are all the sequels that will come out over the next Perfect. two decades. Yeah. Interesting. When's, this, when's the sequel coming? On like season 17 of uh, Scary Movie Friday Night, we'll explain all of the... Um, I don't know when it's coming. It's just currently in production, it said. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. I will be... 
And, you know, sequels are a tricky subject in all realms. But I'll be curious to see how do you match this? Like you keep it in the same universe. Is it just another is it another unique story? Well, remember the end of this movie? She's there. Correct. And the people who are communing with her, they were speaking. Are they speaking Spanish? Oh, yeah, there's a totally different group of people somewhere else. But I don't know. But that's the question, right? Is do they do they utilize that and continue it? Or do they just kind of do something fresh? Uh, Do they tie something back with Mia? Is she not in it? There's a lot of avenues. I want them to Um, make a sequel where it's not the hand. It's other body parts. Okay, <laughs> we know what that movie looks like to Sam. Uh, and what would you? And what would you say to that body part? Not nope. Moving on. Okay, we'll edit that out. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you. I'm getting in trouble that. for that one. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I was. I'm assuming. I'm assuming you meant feet or ears yeah, or totally. knees mm-hmm. you know maybe yeah. elbows yeah it'll be like elbow and you know you grab the elbow and you say um come along elbow elbow me nope mm. that's not fun yeah this is why i don't write movies but this i mean it is kind of a cool concept for a new like universe like it is because yeah. it's not one character one villain that you have to figure out like oh did they die and then yeah. they come back or like what how do they persist yeah. it's just it's the the medium to then access the demons and you could take it different parts of the world. You could take it different generations. Yep. Like everybody has different demons they're trying to work through. Uh, but, but you've got to make the story good and you've got to break the mold of the first one. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't repeat the story. It can't be the same thing. And so, and, and so it can't be the same thing. There's another movie smile, which you haven't seen. So I'm not going to talk about it too much, but yeah. it ends. It, I don't remember exactly they're how it ends, but it's too. very, it's, it's, yeah, they're making Smile too, and there was the It Follows movie, which I don't know if they're making a sequel, but they're they're that similar genre of like there's there's an entity that is kind of with you, that's affecting you, that's driving you, and you're trying to figure out how to stop it. Yeah, so it's similar in that fashion, even though this entity turns into her, and like again, they kind of went down a different path. Um, but when I think about Smile too, I'm like, well, how are you going to top the first one, which is pretty good, um, and we'll get to it, I'm sure, eventually. But but how do you, you know, they they Sure, do it. You will definitely make your money. People will go see it. But also, it's hard. It's harder than making an original movie to take a movie like this that did so well and then sequel it. Mm. Uh, so, I, I mean, we'll watch it. I'm happy for them. I hope it's great. I'm skeptical. I'm a little worried. Wow. I'm worried because, because, again, you talk about, oh, well, you take it here and you do a story. But, but that's not enough. That's not enough for the story to be good. It's got to be a completely unique story that captures us the way this did, but we're going to go in with expectations. Well, that's true. Anyway. And I think with the right people making it, it's sure. possible, right? If you have the right creative process and the right like collaboration. Yeah. So that's actually something kind of interesting coming back to, I wanted to tell you more about the Philippu brothers. Um, mm-hmm. I really hope we're not saying it wrong and saying it weird. <laughs> it's it's like uh, they're Greek, Philippu, Philippau. It might be like totally different and we're just shitting on their last name. Um, but they, I think they had an opportunity early on to work with like a bigger studio, like a big distribution, a big, bigger film studio. And they turned it down because they wanted to do things their way, including like filming well, in Australia good. and like using Australian cast. And um, there was, I read an example of when they were shooting that montage scene that mm-hmm. uh, whoever, whoever was, whoever their bosses were, were like, 
you're not going to be able to f- get that many shots in the time that we have available. Like we have okay. limited time, we have limited budget, like you're not going to be able to get the shots. And they said, we're going to do this the way that we make YouTube videos. I don't know what that means exactly, but basically they ran that day. They were like, let's get this shot. Let's get that shot. Boom, boom, move really fast, sloppy, yep. like really quick. And later somebody was like, "That this is not how we produce feature films. Like we can't do it this way all the time. But they were like, right. we're going to do it our way so that we can get this montage the way that we want it. And they did. That yep. was kind of a fun scene in the movie. Okay. So, Well, I appreciate, yeah. And so, and, and, They've been doing this for a really long time, obviously not making movies, but I think as long as they stick to the, what they know and stick to their creativity, then I'll have a little more faith yeah. that, that maybe they'll produce something that's, that's, that's equally as good, which yeah. is, I mean, I, I don't know if you know this about like movies, but in general, like that's the big thing is that sequels are never as good as the original. Um, there's a few movies. If you, if you Google sequels that were as good or better than the original, there's like Terminator 2. That was like one of those like groundbreaking movies that people were like, oh, my God, they actually you took Terminator, which was a movie in the 80s that was like, no one's going to top this. And then the second one came out. and It was good. Aliens, the sequel to Alien. Some people say that the second one's better than the first one. But it's a very common thing in all movie genres yeah. that like sequels. Toy Story 2. It's hard. To, it's it's hard. Toy Story 2. Uh, you know, Hocus Pocus 2. I actually haven't seen that. It was pretty good. Yet. It was good. OK. Yeah. Did it top the first one? Uh, that's hard to say. Okay, well, that's for the witch genre. Anyway. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. Um, we'll come back to it. I'm going to send you this video that they put on their YouTube channel. Of course, they made like a YouTube channel or a YouTube video mm-hmm. about making Talk to Me and about going to Sundance. Okay. But okay. what you will love about it, I'm going to have to spoil this for you because I want to share this with our listeners now, is that sure, sure. they previewed the movie at Sundance and then they started hearing from some of their heroes, which are some of, I guess I can claim them as our heroes too. Um, yeah, yeah. Stephen King wanted to see this movie after oh, yeah. it came out. Jordan Peele was like, oh, you guys, great job. Ari Aster, awesome. who did Midsommar and several other yeah. horror films that we've explored. Yep. Steven Spielberg. And a couple, uh, Ari Aster's known for some A24 movies. Yes. Right? Yeah. But, well, yeah. So More um, than one. this, I mean, I think this movie That's impressive. is like launching impressive. their careers and the careers of like the cast. And, um, you know, it was a big deal. It was a big deal for them. I look forward to seeing what, you know, what else they come up with, you know, what kind of other stuff they have under yeah. their, uh, well, I can tell their you their bag, what, their, what is that phrase under their cape, under their armpit? I don't know. Under what, their what else they have wing? in their, in their satchel, in their, what else they have <laughs> in their backpack, in the trunk of their car? What else are they? A couple bodies and a couple screenplays. I don't, they're okay. working on, um, a street fighter film, like the video oh. game. Oh, interesting um, but it's gonna be like probably brutally bloody it will probably be a pretty crazy yeah definitely that's fair definitely okay and the last thing i wanted to say about these guys is that mm-hmm. um danny one of the two brothers when he was 16 right. years old was in a car accident where he said that like he was put in the hospital well he described the experience of being in the car accident how he was like asleep in the back of the car then they got T-boned in the middle of an intersection. They're like car spinning. He wakes up. He's like, are we dead? Like, what is happening? Then he ends up right. in the hospital with his face looking like the kid in this movie. Like, he was like, I was like, oh, wow. fucked up beyond like all recognition. Mangled. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think, was a source of something that they were drawing on. He also described that when they were in high school, they would drive some of their neighbors to school. And mm-hmm. he just had this thought, this like entrenched fear of like, what if something happened 
to their neighbors when they were driving and then they had to go and like face their parents and say like interesting i was driving there was this crash your kids all fucked up and now we got to come tell you about it which is the same thing i was saying earlier about like with my younger about, siblings yep right i've taken them under my wing we're just hanging out at home something happens and then i have to go tell my parents like yep under my care this is what happens to your children it's just it's a terrifying yeah. thought which helped me connect to the movie in a way that right affects my serious scary scale well and i think and i think uh you know we we've talked about this multiple times but i think some of the best movies that strike fear come from the writers having something that struck fear in them and then mm-hmm. being able to plug that in which sounds easy but like to 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 plug that in and represent it in such a way to then pull that same emotional uh, fear feeling yeah. from your audience. I mean, it's it's an art for sure. Um, but I think some of the best movies, you know, we learn that this is derived from something in their past that they were like, let me pull this in and plug that. Yeah. Let me pull this moment in my life where I was in this hospital and plug that. And what what was it like for people seeing me in this mangled form? Uh, so it's interesting. Ooh, that makes uh, me wonder if you were to write a scary movie or if I was to write a scary movie, what would be our like yeah. experiences in life that we would call on to influence yeah. the story or the storytelling? Well, the actor would be like super handsome <laughs> and like buff. Uh, and I'd have and, to get, I mean, Chris that would be the starting Hemsworth point. to play me just, just, you know, to make it seem realistic, you know? So when people see the okay. movie, they'd be like, Oh, that's, that's Sam. How about, I mean, maybe instead of Chris Hemsworth, like maybe Liam Hemsworth can play you. Why has it got to be Liam? I don't know. Just because I, because you'd prefer Chris. <sighs> I'm just trying to. You know who would probably I was gonna play say, in like, a movie? I was going to come up with another Chris and I was like, Chris O'Donnell. I'm like, what does he even do these days? I don't know. So I couldn't come up with anything. I got to say something funny. Play I got to say something funny. You know who probably would play me in a movie? Who? Do you know who Blippy is? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> My sister. Wait, someone. Someone was talking about Blippi. We recently. were talking about Blippi over Christmas when my sister was visiting because she has a two-year-old. Okay. Blippi, another YouTuber, <laughs> is like this like doofy, <laughs> like dorky, like y- you know, it's entertainment I, for two-year-olds. And my sister was I just like, Goog- "You just googled yeah, him." I just googled the image. Yeah, yeah. Well, my sister was like, "You kind of Blippi reminds us of you," and I was like, "What does that mean?" But she was like, "Just because you're you know like whimsy, like fun, like silly." Not saying you yeah, look like yeah. Blippy or dress mm. like Blippy, but I was like, great, I'm fucking Blippy. But what makes this kind of funny is that like we were also talking about scary movies. My sister's like, hell to the no, I'm not watching scary movies. Like that's not my thing. Right. And I was and I was like, Well, I wonder if your son, your two year old, would like scary movies. And I was like, What if there was a scary movie about Blippy? Where Blippy is a murderer or maybe he gets murdered or maybe he gets possessed and of course we were like this is so ridiculous but like fun thought experiment but then Mm -hmm. tying that back to the philippu brothers and their raka raka youtube channel is like they're bringing in the silliness of like what if ronald mcdonald beheaded fucking big bird like that's well ridiculous and there are movies out there like have you heard of the movie (sighs) the winnie the pooh horror movie yes the blood and honey one yes i have not seen it but it's like it's like Christopher Robin abandons them, and so they become like feral or something. <laughs> they're making a sequel. I don't even know if it's good, what? but they're funding another one. Yeah. And like it's like the costumes don't even look real because it's Winnie the Pooh, right? But then also it's probably super gory. 
we might end up watching it. We'll fit it in because I I'm really honestly just for curious for science. For, for science. Sake. We should do a if whole making... theme around like kids characters turning into like evil villains Ooh, or something. That's a good one. I need to come up with some some more unique things where I can just throw random ass movies in there and be like, Yeah, you know, this movie I threw in because I did it's because it's yeah. Yeah. You know, kids characters that murder people. That's that's a good one. <laughs> well, we should probably choose our next down. movie. Uh well, I guess we gotta do our quick rating. Ratings. Yep. Well, you you, I already told you kind of what I thought. Yeah. Uh, but where do, where do you, you want to try? Where do you fall? You, well, you said you think I'm about a seven. Well, you didn't give me any positive feedback, and usually your face can't lie. So I'm going to, man, uh, you know what? I don't you. know. I don't know your scale. I'm torturing Get you out here. of here. Okay. What, 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 what did You're you You're not far off. I would rate this pretty okay. high on the scary scale. I'm I was within, thinking. I'm within 10. Yeah, you're within 10 points. Um, I was thinking a little bit scarier than a seven, more like a okay. nine. Almost wow. a 10. Almost a 10. Okay. Like I was, okay. there was many moments where I like did not want to look at the screen. I think the emotional connection to the characters, like the addiction just in general is like a very frightening thing. So yep. I just, I, every, it had all the right ingredients for the, for yeah. a recipe to scare me. I was, I was pretty scared. I think that part of the reason that I didn't rate it so high for you is a, I didn't think about the connection of you and your siblings. Right. Cause I was just like, and then I also had that discussion with the person at work today. Um, and, and she particularly had trouble, like there's addiction in her family and all that, but she, yeah. but, but from her perspective, she's like, just stop, stop yeah. doing the thing. And we had a discussion about it. I'm like, well, she can't, right. right. Like she, she can't stop. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's maybe more prone to addiction. I think that that's, you know, genetically, some people are more prone. We don't know her mom. Like maybe it was, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, but from her perspective, she found herself really frustrated because they kept doing the stupid stuff. It's like, what? Just don't do the stupid things. Right. And so I took away from that. I was like, where is Sam going to land? Because I know that you like, that I know of don't have an addiction. I'm well, you're addicted to some things. We're not going to talk about on this podcast, but coffee? like, you don't, you know, I, I, I didn't what coffee, coffee. Yeah, obviously that's, that's, that's for our coffee podcast. Um, but anyway, so I didn't know where you were going to land. That's why I said a seven. So I'm, I'm glad that you, that it was a nine, um, which makes me feel better about my seven because why like, you know, I th- I feel like a nine is like, I left it and I was like, damn, I did kind of leave this movie with a little bit of damn, but not like, lingering damn i don't what am i talking about let's Honestly, pick a movie if i had if i had watched it at, in the evening like with and the lights off and darkness i probably yeah. would have given it a 10 like a paranormal activity 10 yeah. no paranormal activity was 11 yeah okay yeah but we gave but something like a else a 10. 10 the conjuring conjuring yeah 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 i'd say this which is makes par. sense i would actually the conjuring made us jump out of our seats but this one definitely provided shock factor unlike Pretty much any movie we've ever seen. Yeah. Kind of like that Reddit review. Well, it's like you said with Stephen King. It has the perfect trio of like horror, fear. What is it? Horror, gore, and horror, terror, terror. and gross out. Gross yeah. out. Yeah. 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 All three. It's like that Reddit. It's like that Reddit review that said it kind of, you know, what it had. Yep. Hits you. Reddit said it. Like a ton of, like a ton of ceramic hands. Anyway, we've been handsy enough for this episode. Should we yeah. talk about what we're going to watch next episode? Let's do it. Hey, if you're enjoying Scary Movie Fright Night, hit pause real quick, rate, review, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And now, back to the episode. Okay, well, it's going to be hard to top this episode, 
so so we're moving into a different theme, a new theme that we've never done before. And I really hope uh, that it doesn't suck too bad uh, because this week we're going to vampires. Oh, this is a new one. OK, great. It is new. Yeah. You seem unenthusiastic, unenthusiastic about vampires. I'm neutral. I'm neutral. I don't hate vampires. I'm not like, oh, vampires. Okay. I can't wait. I just, you know, let, let's okay. find out. OK, sure. So I will say there was so many movies to choose from. And, you know, trying to figure out scary, classic, uh, it was hard. Like, I, last night, was looking through so many different movies, and you talk about movies, like, that obviously aren't on this list. I interview with Vampire, and it's very classic. It's Anne Rice novel, well-known, but it's also Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunst and very well-known cast, you know? But then you have other movies, like The Lost Boys, which is an 80s movie, which is a classic that you should watch, but did it really fit? I, I actually had a really hard time picking these movies. Hmm. Um but what I found is three movies, none of which I've seen, that are all very different um, from each other. Uh, I'm not going to tell you exactly how they're different, but they're all very different. And so they're all unique in their own way. Um, so you want to hear about the first one? Yeah. Okay. So in true new style, we have the fun and joyous version. So this is what the first movie is about. In a charming town filled with laughter and sunshine, a mysterious visitor arrives to shake things up. Get ready for a fantastic adventure as this unconventional character takes center stage. With a flair for the dramatic and a taste for the unexpected, our nocturnal friend is about to turn the town upside down in the most delightful and enchanting way. It's a comedy of supernatural proportions that will leave you smiling from ear to ear. Get ready to sink your teeth into a tale like no other. A joyous romp that will have you howling with laughter. Sun emoji, smiling emoji. Is that a sun? I don't know. Um, yeah, that sounds so joyful. I love watching it sounds movies really good. that make me, what do you say, smile from ear to ear? Yep. Who wouldn't want to also watch it? nothing like a joyous romp? I love a good old vampire romp. There's nothing like a romp to just get your get your blood flowing. A little romp for a chomp. Romp for a chomp. That was good. Thanks. A little chomp romp. Yeah, a little yeah, chomp, it's romp. A chomp romp. Yep. Okay. What's the second one? Okay, second one. Join an immortal couple on a timeless journey through the coolest corners of the world. These two eternal lovebirds have a taste for the finer things in life. From vintage vinyl to centuries-old romance, get ready for a hip, soulful ride as they navigate the ups and downs of everlasting love with style and a killer soundtrack. In a world where love never dies and nights are forever young, this pair proves that immortality has never been so chic. Buckle up for a fantastic. Okay. Fantastic twice. Come on, chat GBT. <laughs> An eternal date night filled with music, love, and a torch of immortal mischief. Uh, moon crescent emoji, two people romance, weird love emoji, and music emoji. Anyway. Cool. I like I like the use of emojis in these synopses. Yeah, well, the third one doesn't have one. I don't know. What, what, wait, what's it appropriate about right? everlasting love? No, well, I said... It's okay. It's like that song. Everlasting uh, love. No, no, no. It, you know, it wasn't the everlasting love. Oh. It said something about the. Oh, oh it said something about the ride. as they navigate the ups and downs of everlasting love. I was like, well, I'm getting ready for a hip, soulful ride. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's hear the third one. <laughs> okay, third movie. In a quaint and snowy town, 
A young, endearing boy discovers an extraordinary friendship that's more thrilling than a snowball fight and warmer than a cup of cocoa. These are so cheesy. <laughs> Watch as their heartwarming connection unfolds and gains a backdrop of winter, wonder, and delightful surprises. Get ready for a tale of enchantment where love and laughter bloom like snowflakes, proving that sometimes the right friend can make your world sparkle with joy. Oh my gosh, a world sparkling with joy? I, yep. I'm really, this one is, I'm kind of tempted to go for number three because of just how cheesy it is. What it said, like, I, better than a snowball fight and warmer than a cup of cocoa. It is true. I also think that you lean towards the last one you heard. I feel like I need to strategically place the one I want in the back. I don't know if that's true. Maybe I think not. the last one was like number one or number two. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This it doesn't matter. third um, synopsis yeah. makes me think of the movie Elf. So it's like the vampire version of Elf. But it's a young boy. A young endearing boy. I mean, so Elf it's not is like, like, you know, a 30-year-old man. Like a, but he's a youthful spirit. He kind of acts like a young boy. It doesn't matter. Sure, sure, sure. It just, you it said something matter. about an extraordinary friendship and tales of enchantment mm-hmm. and love and laughter. Sure. So the question is, is do you want to be smiling from ear to ear, a charming town filled with laughter and sunshine and a a new visitor arrives? Or do you want a couple on their timeless journey to the corners of the world? Oh, the couple. Yeah. With, you know, everything sucks because vampires. Oh, I love the romance. uh, The idea of the romance. The romance. And then the last one's the young endearing boy. I mean, it's really, these are very diverse Hmm. options. I, I like, okay, so the first one's comedic, the second one's romantic, and the third one is, like, charming. Yeah. For for the record, the first one is not comedic, but oh, it says it is. Well, you know, our ChatGPT fun version of the movie synopsis yeah. is comedic. Um, the first two are apparently both fantastic because uh, ChatGPT is unoriginal. My, my, my expo- experience with vampires is mm-hmm. what we do in the shadows. Not the movie, but the show. So I've only seen the movie, which is oh. great. I think the show is also great. The show is great. Yeah. TT. Yes. Yeah. Um, none of these is probably going <laughs> to. Nothing like that. But no. I, I have uh, my answer for which movie I'm going to pick based on okay. what we do in the shadows. Two of my favorite characters are Nadia and Laszlo, Laszlo, who are in love okay. with each other. They're a couple. Mm-hmm. I, but they're in like an open relationship because they have like orgies, vampire orgies and things, which, are, you know, that's just sure, sure. what happens in the vampire world. Yeah. Um, I mean vampires in general it's all very romantic like a mm, lot of a lot vampire of stories have to do with romance and bram stoker's dracula bram, St- bram stoker's dracula it's all about the romance and the long love of this woman and and like it's all very romantic yeah uh in many stories i love so that's that not uncommon well maybe yeah. there's like something or another that i could learn from one of these movies about romance and relationships and so i think i'm and gonna biting. choose i'm gonna choose the second movie which is about the two lovebirds and uh yeah what is it so the second movie is called only lovers left alive Hmm. and it came out in 2013 directed by jim jarmusch okay written also by him and marion besay starring tilda swinton oh mia wasikowska wow and tom hiddleston Oh, we've got Loki in the house. We got Loki. Loki. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, Vampire Loki, we assume. Um, IMDb gave it 7.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 86. Audience score, 75. So all these movies actually had really good Rotten Tomato scores. Actually, this one had the worst of the three. The first one, I'm not going to tell you the movie. Um, 
but it got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. <gasps> Whoa! The third one got a 98% on Whoa! And I didn't pick either of those. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we'll circle back. I'm not going to tell you because <sighs> for unknown for for reasons unknown to you, there will we will have to circle back to the first one because maybe every time you say circle back, all I can think about is uh, corporate lingo, like we're at a, a business meeting. We'll circle back to it though; it's fine. Let's just run it up the flagpole, <laughs> and uh, I'll CC you. Yeah, I'll ping you later. You're welcome. That's fine. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, all right. I'm just good. like giving you work nightmares. Yeah. Oh, that's what they should make a movie about. Thanks for joining us on today's episode where we broke down Talk to the Hand because the demons ain't listening. Another A24 film. Join us next time while we take a bite out of the vampire movie, uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. Did I get that right? Is that what it's called? I forgot already. Only Lovers Left Alive. <laughs> it's very alliterative. Um, and go watch it. Tune in. Scary Movie Friday Night. See you next time. See you next time, everybody. Hey there. So. I know we just ended the episode, uh, but as it turns out, this movie that we selected, Only Lovers Left Alive, is not a horror movie. <laughs> Sam and I both happened to be watching it at the same time separately, and about 45 minutes in, texted each other, and we're like, uh, this, this isn't going to work. Uh, so what we're going to do is instead, we're just going to go watch Nosferatu from 1922, horror classic, first vampire movie ever made when Sam was about five years old. Go watch it. See you next episode. Everlasting love. I don't know the words. Everlasting love. You know, do you know that song? Okay. Come and take a bite. Suck my blood all night. You're a vampire. Everlasting blood. Oh, that was so good.